0: Thank you for tuning in to the Diligent Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we talk about the Bible, speak the truth, and make Bible study come to life. Here is your host, Joshua Cantrell.
1: Welcome to the Diligent Podcast where we make Bible study come to life and I'm your host Joshua Cantrell. So thankful, so encouraged, so just appreciative for this opportunity that I have here on the Scattered Abroad Network to share uh, some thoughts, of course, from the Word of God uh, by God himself and and hopefully as we uh, dive and we dig into certain sections of scripture uh, that we can be contextual, be informational, uh, be diligent uh, while we are discovering the text together. Today we are in Acts chapter 16. Again that is Acts the 16th chapter. went back over my notes uh, just for these Uh, first seven episodes, and I just wanted to make sure I was uh, doing my due diligence by uh, talking about pretty much uh, all the uh, different uh, sections of the Bible, and I believe every text that I've used thus far, I think the third week, uh, I looked at with you uh, Psalm 51 in verse number five there, but uh, certainly as we go throughout the season, so many different texts, but certainly as we go throughout the season, uh, we'll definitely... Uh, talk a little more from the Old Testament, but for the next few weeks, uh, I want to look at with you uh, just discovering the text in the form of evangelism, and you know, of course, Christians. Luke nineteen verse ten: uh, the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus, in that encounter with Zacchaeus, there he said in that verse ten that 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 very very powerful statement, and of course, all throughout the Book of Acts, we just read and study. Uh, and, and and we're diligent in finding that God, God's way or God's plan for salvation is the same. And for man to be saved from his or her sins, they have to respond to the gospel. And I tell people all the time, I use Romans ten seventeen. So that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If you don't have a word from God for what you believe, my friends, don't believe it. It's too dangerous. You need a thus say the Lord, as Paul says in Galatians chapter four. What saith the Scriptures today? Acts chapter sixteen. In Acts sixteen, I want to begin with you all about verse number thirteen and and following. Of course, in Acts chapter sixteen, we read about two conversions. Though, uh, though, uh, though we have two conversions in this chapter, we're only going to discuss one one today. And that is the one uh, verse number 13 down about verse number uh, 16 there. The Bible says in Acts 16 and verse 13, And on the Sabbath, we, the we passage there, that being Paul and Luke, went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the woman which resorted thither. I love the attitude of Paul and Luke. Anytime they were sitting down, they were going to discuss the Bible. And I think today, as God's Christians, as God's sending agency, that's the word I'm looking for, is God's sending agency today. It's almost as if we want to discuss everything but the Bible. And I'm not saying those other things are wrong any of themselves, but we love to talk sports. Nothing wrong with that. I'm a big believer. I love sports. We love to talk, I don't know, some book we've read, and those things are not wrong any of themselves, but how often do we bring up the word of God? And I understand there has to be a balance. I understand there, you know, you have to use one here. I, I understand all that. But what I'm saying is sometimes we never bring up the Bible. Sometimes we, we, we never even think about bringing up the Bible. And my thing is, if I'm the sending agency of God, my father in heaven, you know what? I must be about my father's business. And if I'm going to be about my father's business, guess what I have to do? Man, I have to preach and teach and live and focus and center my attention on the word of Almighty God. And that's exactly what Paul and Luke did here in Acts 16 and verse 13. Verse 14 says, and a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple. Now, seller of purple here or this purple material was very, very costly. Not everyone could just walk up and have purple. And so Lydia was a seller of purple, which lets us know her financial situation. Hey, Lydia had some money. Lydia had it going on in the city of Thyratari, that the Bible says. And it also says, which worship God, she heard us. And the Bible says, whose heart the Lord opened. I love that phrase there. The word of God opens the hearts of men. A good example of the word of God not opening the heart of man. If you remember in Exodus chapter three, when Moses was uh, talking to God in the midst of the burning bush, chapter four, Moses began making up or telling God all these reasons as to why he could not go back to Egypt and to deliver God's people. In Exodus five, one and two, the Bible says, and afterward, Moses Moses and Aaron went in. They told Pharaoh, thus said the Lord God of Israel, let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. Verse two, Pharaoh said, who is this Lord? Pharaoh said, last time I checked, I'm God in Egypt. Pharaoh said, last time I checked, man, this was my house. Who is this Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? Pharaoh says, I know not the Lord and neither Will I let Israel go? But if you remember, and that shit is chapter three and four, God told Moses, "I'm gonna harden Pharaoh's heart." Some people, no matter how much Bible they listen to, they still don't want to believe. In Luke chapter sixteen, that account with the rich man Lazarus, what well, was sent, I have five brothers that may, that that I might testify unto them. What does the Bible say? If they hear not Moses, nor the prophets. Neither would they be persuaded if one rose from the dead. My friends, we can take some folks, we can take them to the cemetery. And let's say we did have the capability to bring folks from the dead. Some of them still won't believe. They
2: still won't believe in Jesus. But the Bible says she heard. Whatever Paul and Luke were preaching led her to the conclusion, man. My heart is pricking me. My, my, my conscience is like, it's like
1: the rooster. When the rooster began to crow in Luke 22, sometimes we have that rooster crowing in our lives for other different occasions as well. The
2: rooster is crowing, but are we listening? Lydia did. The Bible says she heard them. And the Bible says, whose heart was open, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. Sometimes, not all the time,
1: but sometimes people hear the gospel for the first time and they respond to it. They say, man, I've been looking. I have been searching high. I have been searching low. And
2: this is what I need. This is what I've been looking for. And then sometimes, for others, it does take a little bit longer. Sometimes you have Bible study after Bible study after Bible
1: study with a person, and you keep having hope because you believe one day is going to click. You believe one day that the gospel I have been entrusted with, and I'm now teaching it, now, this person's heart, their mind, their spirit is going to open and is going to respond in faith, Hebrews 11 6, and is going to be obedient, Romans 1:16 through 17 till that gospel. In verse 15, the Bible says, and when she was baptized. Now, now, where a lot of our religious friends get into trouble here is they believe, well, you know what? Let's wait till the first Sunday. Well, let's wait till the third Sunday. I heard one, I I was talking to a person one time, and I and I was having a Bible study with them, and I and I got to the point of baptism, and I said, "Are you ready? Are you ready?" And they said, "Well, you know what? I have to go. Has to wait till the first Sunday." Person wasn't paying attention because when you're sin, or when you come to the realization of your sin, what it does to God, what it's doing to your soul, man, I can't wait. Sometimes when our uh, favorite teams. We wait around for the new season to start and wait around for the new schedule to hit. We go buy those tickets
2: because we want to go see our team play and we want to go see them play against the other great team. We don't tarry. We don't delay. In fact, some of us leave work early <laughs> to make sure we get what we need.
1: When it comes to the gospel. You don't have that same motivation. You know, worship or church should be my, re- should, I'm not going to use the word excuse, but worship and, and doing things with brethren should be the reason why I, why, why I can't do that other stuff. I want to fellowship with brethren, but on top of that, I want to save some souls. Now, we do have to go where the lost are. I was listening to a sermon one time, and the preacher made a fantastic point. He was like, if you're always around, brethren, how about you go where the lost are? I said, amen to that. Now, I'm not again, he's not saying that. I'm not saying fellowship is a bad thing. But if all we're doing is preaching the gospel to the saved, my friends, we have lost touch with our mission. Our mission is to go seek and to save those that are lost, and we have to go where they are. And somebody may say, well, you know what, Josh, we're living
2: in the COVID area. It's COVID-19. You know what? It is. But you're still going to work. You're still going to Walmart. You're still going to the mall. You're still going to the park. You're still going to the games. But yet when it comes to worshiping God, well, you know what, preacher? Man, I don't,
1: I don't feel comfortable. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm going to do.
2: My friends, we shouldn't tarry, nor should we delay. If you want to be baptized, you need to do it
1: today. The Bible says when Lydia heard that gospel, verse 15, and when she was baptized, and her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be to if you have judged to be faithful to the Lord, Come into my house and abide there.
2: The Bible says, and she compelled them. She urged them to come in. Verse 16 says, and it came to pass
1: as he went to pray, a certain damsel deposed, uh, possessed, excuse me, with the spirit of of deviation met with us. And she brought masters much gain. By Sue saying, verse number 16 down to verse number 24, there is really another subject for another day. But the point that I want to continue to press upon your mind today as we come to a close is the fact that Lydia
2: allowed her heart to be convicted, she allowed her conscience to be changed. Thus, she was willing to respond to the gospel. And to be baptized from her sins.
1: There may be some listening today. And as you're discovering this text with us,
2: you may say, well, you know what, man? I've been wondering. And I've been thinking about this. Today's your day to do something about that. Thank you so much for tuning
1: in to another episode of the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life. And I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell.